The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house, sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, usually joined by my co-host, Aaron Murray. But as I told you yesterday, Murray is on baby watch. So he obviously is at home with his awesome wife, Sharon, and they are ready to roll any day now and welcome in their newborn baby. So congratulations to them and best wishes to them. I'm sure you'll find out if you follow us on social media at Punt and Pass. Follow Aaron at AaronMurray11 and follow me at Drew Butler. It's the middle of June. It's great to be back in the saddle bringing you all of the news, storylines, headlines, and tidbits around the world of college football. Had a great episode yesterday, getting everybody caught up to date as coaches and players have returned to campus. And yesterday, as soon as I published Punt and Pass, the Chuba Hubbard tweet came out. Right, Chuba Hubbard, Mike Gundy, the head coach of Oklahoma State football, wearing a controversial t-shirt on a fishing trip. Chuba Hubbard, Heisman candidate, heading into his last season at Oklahoma State. Had some issues with that, fired off a tweet, quickly went viral, and really kind of took over the college football landscape yesterday. At the end of yesterday's show, I told you that today's podcast was going to touch on some of the stuff that was happening around college football that really had nothing to do with what was going to be doing on the field this fall. But unfortunately, you just got to cover it because it's the state of our society as of right now. So let's dive right into it. I guess the theme of today's punt and pass is coaches and t-shirts. That's right, coaches and t-shirts. That's where we're at. In June of 2020, clearly we have not had sports since the middle of March. The coronavirus pandemic has raced through our country. Hopefully we are starting to limit the cases, get back to some sort of normalcy. At the end of May, obviously the horrific and tragic murder of George Floyd sparked Racial tension in the country, which we haven't seen in years, and I think a culmination of all three of those things, not downplaying any of them whatsoever, has led to this type of hypersensitive culture that we are in right now. Now, obviously, if you do follow college football and you follow the headlines, it seems like student-athletes are realizing that they have more power or understand that they have voices to make change 
Now, when the George Floyd death happened, the Black Lives Matter group protested peacefully and in some instances not so peacefully all across the nation. And that became the main talking point across all outlets of media. And with that, and with racial injustice being at the top of all headlines, a few former college football players came out and told some stories of discrimination that they faced at their respective colleges. One of them was a situation at Clemson with assistant coach Danny Pierman, and a former player came out and said that he used some derogatory terms. I'm sure you could guess which one that is. It's never acceptable to use towards a player. Dabo Sweeney came out, defended the coach, said he took the necessary actions. The player said that they didn't think anything had happened. You know, they got past that, and then... There was a picture that went viral of Dabo Sweeney wearing a shirt at the lake that said football matters. Now, I'll just tell you what I thought when I first saw that picture. I didn't think anything was wrong because I know what football matters is, okay? Football matters is an initiative that was started by the National Football Foundation five years ago, I think in 2012 or 2013, so that's seven years ago, excuse me. And what football matters is, is an initiative that pushes the positive of the game of football at all levels, what football teaches kids at any level, from peewee to the NFL, camaraderie, leadership, teamwork, how to work hard and achieve a common goal. That's what football matters is. Keep that in mind. So when I first saw the picture, I didn't think anything was wrong. And I sat there and I said, what is the outrage over Dabo Sweeney wearing a football matter shirt? Because again, I knew what football matters is. I've done work with football matters. I am a member of the National Football Foundation. I keep in touch with what they do to promote the good of the game of college football and football at all levels. And if you listen to Pun Pass and if you know me, you know that I have a true passion for the game of football. Players came out and defended Dabo Sweeney. Trevor Lawrence, star quarterback, came out and said, Coach Sweeney wears that shirt probably a couple times a week. They probably know what football matters is. In no way, in no way was Dabo Sweeney making a mockery of the Black Lives Matter movement. I firmly believe that. And he came out and said, if you think that's what I was doing, that is character assassination. And he pretty much said he wasn't going to stand for it. Now, if you watch Dabo's 12-minute rambling apology for what had happened at Clemson in the past and him taking responsibility and understanding that the buck stops with him, you can make your own judgments based on that. But I do think it was important to notice the players that came out to, one, defend Dabo Sweeney wearing that shirt and saying Dabo Sweeney is a great guy and is a great coach. But, two, there were former players who had talked about the incident that happened with Coach Pierman that raised a lot of questions around the culture of Clemson football. Okay, Immediately, and, and I think it's been like this for years now, you are guilty until presumed innocent, unlike how it's supposed to be where you're innocent until proven guilty. Twitter is a scary place, people. It really is. It is a distortion of reality. It is not real life. That is a fact. I saw a great tweet probably three weeks ago from John Kincaid. John Kincaid was a guest on the Quarantine Chronicles. He's a host on 680 The Fan here in Atlanta Sports Radio and also has a national show on CBS Sports Radio. And he saw a tweet that said there are 335 roughly million 
Americans. And there's about 75, I think the tweet said, 75 million Twitter accounts in total. 75 million signed up Twitter accounts in America, right? Now, those aren't just people, companies, social media influencers, all the spam stuff you see, inactive accounts. So if you take that small number, it is such a smaller number of active people, and the voices that are heard and reverberated on the platform are such a small set of real Americans that it doesn't necessarily justify and portray the thoughts that most Americans have. I think most reasonable Americans. And when I say reasonable Americans, right, everybody understands how tragic the death of George Floyd was. Nobody is downplaying the racial tension that we are experiencing in this country right now. I don't think anybody can sit here and say that they don't understand what's happening in our country and how we are truly at a shifting point to make real change. And I think that's important. But if you head on to Twitter, sometimes it gets distorted in reality, and you sit there and you go, what in the world is going on? You would think the sky is falling and there is nothing left good in our great country, and I just don't think that's the case. So I was happy to see Clemson kind of hash this out in the public eye. I think it was unfortunate that Dabo Sweeney got assassinated character-wise for wearing a shirt that said football matters. Again, keep in mind what the initiative is by the National Football Foundation. It was to promote the good of the game of football, started in 2012, and now in response to this controversy, this made-up controversy, because that's what it is. These are two completely separate things, Black Lives Matter and Football Matters. Football Matters is now changing the name of the initiative. They made that announcement last week. They said, hey, sorry for the confusion. We will back out. We understand how important it is to allow Black Lives Matter movement to have this platform and to have the, the, the saying, Black Lives Matter, and there's going to be zero confusion around that. Keep tabs on Clemson, though. You know, it's, it's interesting as a former player, what kind of effect will this have on recruiting? You know, the coaches can tell one story. Obviously, the parents can ask the coaches, hey, what about X, Y, Z? But I think the most important thing is that these five-star and four-star athletes coming out of high school are going to have the opportunity to talk with their peers, the guys who are on the team at Clemson. And if those guys are bold enough to say, no, our culture here is not where it needs to be from a racial perspective, then it could have an issue. But I have a hard time believing that it is. I have a really hard time believing that places like Clemson have a bad culture around the demographics of their football team. And how can I say that? Well, I I played football at the University of Georgia, and I was fortunate enough to play football in the NFL. And a football locker room really is – In my opinion, what we should strive to be more like. I know it's cliche to say, but I've often told people that I think being a head coach in college football is one of the hardest jobs to have. Sure, you get paid handsomely. Okay, there's no doubt about that. And sure, you don't have to pay your employees, right? Student athletes do not get paid outside of full scholarships to compete on the football field. But what you are doing is you are managing 125 student athletes from 125 different socioeconomic backgrounds and trying to bring them together to chase one common goal, which is to win championships. 
Think about the state of Georgia. I'm from Metro Atlanta. I went to a public school in North Atlanta called Peachtree Ridge in Swanee, Georgia. My roommate, Tanner Strickland, was from Berrien County, Georgia. I'd never been to Berrien County in my life. South of Tifton, north of Valdosta. Logan Gray was my other teammate. He was from Columbia, Missouri. Okay, Clint Bowling was my other roommate. He was from down the street here in Alpharetta, Georgia. But the other guys were from all over the state. Augusta, Savannah, Chattanooga, Calhoun, way down south Georgia, in Valdosta, North Florida, South Carolina, Texas, New Jersey. Different family backgrounds. Different schools that were gone to. Some went to military academies. Some went to private schools. Some went to public schools. Some went to schools so small that they had to play literally every snap on the football field, offense, defense, and special teams because they had about 25 guys on their entire team. I graduated with a class of about 800 people at Peachtree Ridge. It's just different. And the family backgrounds are different. And the political beliefs are different. And the cultural standards are are different, but once you're in that locker room, you truly are brothers. And I think that I have a, a different perspective on what's going on because I truly consider most of my teammates dear friends. I, I really do. You, you see past it. And I tweeted something. I, I did, of course, tweet the black box on Blackout Tuesday. I thought that was important. I wanted to be a part of that to say, I see what's going on and I'm here with it. A couple days later, I tweeted a scene, excuse me, Instagrammed a scene from Remember the Titans because I think you can learn a lot from football in moments like this. Is that simplifying it? Yes, of course. Do I understand what it's like to be an African-American in this country? No, of course I do not, and I won't act like I do. But the quote that went along with the picture that I tweeted was that the football team taught the county and the city how to judge a man by his soul rather than the look of his skin. And I just think that speaks volumes, right? I think if you start there, you can make real change. Speaking of culture, speaking of change being made, what happened yesterday right after I published Punt and Pass was the explosion at Oklahoma State. So what happened is Mike Gundy, the head coach at Oklahoma State, was on a fishing trip last week, I believe with his son, and there was a picture tweeted out of him wearing a shirt that said OAN on it. OAN is the One American Network, I guess. I've never watched it, so I'll just go ahead and preface this by saying I've never watched OAN. From what I've read, it's an extremely far right. Who knows how accurate that is? But it is a conservative news network, which I guess has gained popularity with their support of President Donald Trump. Now let's rewind here, okay? Amid the shutdown, Coach Mike Gundy was under fire because he came out and said, look, we need football back. He understood what was happening, but he said, and I think some of the comments around what he said probably made it a bit more controversial than what he was actually saying. But he said the moment that it seems like we can get our student-athletes back on campus, he wanted to do it. And guess what? He said around June. They just got back to campus yesterday, so it's funny because what he initially was saying at the bare bones of it came to fruition. They're back on campus. Georgia and a lot of SEC schools were back last Monday. Oklahoma State was back yesterday. 
But he had also said, you know, we need to funnel money through the state of Oklahoma. Um, and he had talked about how he was watching this new news network, OAN, and how he appreciated how they just reported the news. There was no political lean to it. Take that as you will, because clearly OAN has positioned themselves right of the aisle, making sure that they do support President Donald Trump. That in and of itself is controversial to say out loud. Picture comes out yesterday. Coach Mike Gundy on a fishing trip with his son with a shirt that says OAN on it. Clearly, that is him putting his foot down and saying where he stands on everything going on in the nation right now. And his star player, arguably the best player on the entire team, Chuba Hubbard, who's going to be a Heisman candidate, a legitimate Heisman candidate in 2020 fired off a tweet that immediately went viral, and the tweet reads like so. Quote, I will not stand for this. This is completely insensitive to everything going on in society, and it's unacceptable. I will not be doing anything with Oklahoma State until things change. Unquote. That tweet got over 30,000 retweets. It got over 138,000 likes, and there were 25,000 replies to it unbelievable right star player sees a picture of his coach wearing a news network t-shirt and says i'm not doing anything oklahoma state related until things change well what does until things change mean and wow is this just over a t-shirt my initial reaction i said i cannot believe that it's just a t-shirt that has caused him to take this stance and then i took a step back and said hold on a second Clearly, some other things are going on, and this may have just been the straw that broke the camel's back. And as I continue to think about it, that had to be the case, right? What else is going on at Oklahoma State? I've never once cared about my coach's political leanings. Never once. But also, I was never playing football in a highly, highly tense time like the year 2020 is. After Chuba Hubbard tweeted that out, many Oklahoma State players, former and some current, said that they stand with him, said that things do need to change, said that people don't understand what goes on during a daily basis in Stillwater, Oklahoma, around the Oklahoma State football team. I had people telling me who were pretty dialed in saying that the Board of Regents might be pressuring Mike Gundy to resign. Think about that. They might be pressuring Mike Gundy to resign based off the social media backlash that happened yesterday afternoon. But in light of that backlash, a video came out of Mike Gundy and Chuba Hubbard together at the Oklahoma State Cowboys football facility. And in that video... Coach Mike Gundy came out and said, hey, look, I understand how insensitive it was of me to wear that shirt. He said that he will take responsibility for wearing that shirt, and he understands that things have to change, and it starts at the top with him. Chuba Hubbard then said, and again, they're standing right next to each other, that he did go about it the wrong way, that he is more about action than words, and he shouldn't have tweeted it out but that he should have gone to Mike Gundy as a man and brought it up to him in private and then obviously among the team to make that change. Now, I looked at the replies 
to the video. People are saying, Chuba, I can't believe you apologized. Mike Gundy didn't even apologize. All he said is that there will be change. All he said is that he understands that it's insensitive to wear that shirt. But then Chuba Hubbard comes out today and issues a statement that says, let me be clear. I am not apologizing for what I said. Thank you so much for the support. But I was never wrong for saying what I said. I am a man, and I realized I should have went to him as a man face-to-face rather than on Twitter. That's my opinion. But I had to hold him accountable. Either way, I am glad things happened by the way they did because things are being changed as they speak. He went on to say more, but there's a very cryptic, I would say, tweet that came out last night. Chuba Hubbard again, quote, No, don't get it twisted. Foot is still on the gas. Results are coming. It's not over. What does that mean? Maybe that goes back to my reports of people saying that the Board of Regents at Oklahoma State could be pressuring Mike Gundy to resign. Guys, you know, I I don't know. I, I simply don't understand that we are at a point right now where T-shirts that head coaches are wearing can seriously bring their jobs into jeopardy. Mike Gundy has the right to watch whatever news network he wants. And Mike Gundy has the right to wear whatever shirt he wants, save for some direct derogatory statements towards people that would clearly be offensive. But if offensive is a difference of opinions, then we have officially jumped the shark. And I do understand how highly sensitive of a time we are living in. And I do understand how the smallest things can be misconstrued to seem very offensive. But if a man has certain personal opinions and certain personal viewpoints that are different from yours, I don't think you can assassinate his character and lobby for him to lose his job. That's my personal belief. It goes back to me talking about being in the locker room at the University of Georgia. It goes back to me being with a group of 125 guys from 125 different socioeconomic backgrounds. It goes back to me saying everybody put their hand in the pile to form a family, to form a brotherhood, to chase championships. You overcome differences of opinions. You learn to respect differences of opinions. And clearly right now, That's not happening. Peter Burns of the SEC Network continues to tweet something out that I think resonates extremely well during these really volatile times. And I'm going to read to you what he tweets out because I think it makes the most sense. 2020 should be the year of conversations not canceling. How how true is that? I'm going to repeat it. 2020 should be the year of conversations, not canceling. With how sensitive everything is right now, if there is a difference of opinions, if there is a difference of viewpoints, we should talk to one another, not say, you're wrong, you should be fired, you are a terrible person. Now, clearly there are instances on the fringe That would call for cancellations. But in this instance of Dabo Sweeney wearing a Football Matters shirt and of Mike Gundy wearing an OAN shirt, it's time to have a conversation, not a cancellation. A great friend of the pod who I I think you could probably guess who would say this. He's very opinionated. 
He's very in tune with Georgia football. He has a certain newsletter that I tell people to subscribe to often. He said, I think it would make a lot more sense if players collectively got mad at coaches making over $5 million a year and them having to play football for free than a T-shirt that is being worn. I agree with that. Obviously, that's simplifying the entire thing. But look, there are better and bigger injustices than a difference of viewpoints, like what news channel you're watching or, or what political spectrum you lean towards. If you really want to get down to it, you know you can start talking about how these players are not being paid and coaches are making a king's ransom. There's no doubt about that. That's a discussion for another day, but um, that's really what all is going on right now. I'm going to continue to watch this news story develop. Obviously, my boy Dan Wolken is um, on the forefront of this, and you can probably guess which side he is leaning on. His column is titled, The Oklahoma State Uprising isn't about Mike Gundy's t-shirt. It's about college athletes figuring out who their coaches really are. Again, it goes back to me saying that I've played for a number of head coaches, and I never once cared about their political leanings or what they personally believed in from a political spectrum. Because I think that's the root of the issue right here. It's crazy. It's crazy. 2020, everybody. It's June 16th. The world seems to be upside down, but I re- I refuse to say that it is. There is a lot of level-headed people out there, a lot of people who look at things with a glass half full and who love one another and who just want to get back to some sort of normalcy and fix what needs to be fixed. And I think that we are on that track, and that's what we're here on Punt and Pass doing. So I appreciate you tuning in. If you have a difference of opinion or if you want me to talk about something that I may not have covered yet, tweet at me. At Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler on Twitter and Instagram. And again, be sure to stay on the lookout for the revamped puntandpass.com, which will be launched in the next few weeks. I'm going to have a blog. I'm going to have a merchandise shop. I'm going to have a fantastic-looking website for everybody to browse through that will keep you up to date on what is going on in the world of college football. Appreciate y'all listening. I'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you then. See you.